show up and press record. <laughs> okay, so um, we're just going to have to start over, but that's okay. I don't even re- remember what I said. Um, okay, so just to give a little background, Ariana is not with us this week. Uh, she's in a... What was that? It sounds like you're saying she's not with us anymore. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> Ariana is no longer with us. JK, <laughs> she's at a funeral. She thought she was going to be able to make it back for this, and she's super bummed. She kept texting me. She's like, I feel so guilty. I'm like, chill. I'm not going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, so, yeah, Chloe is uh, one of my friends here in Birmingham. We met when I owned my boutique, I did that for about a year. She was my model. She's wonderful. She's a great person. She's beautiful, all of the above. Um, so yeah, she's going to talk to us today about her podcast a little bit and about some creepy stories that she has. So I'm going to sit back and let you just do your thing, girl. I wish you guys could see me right now. Cause I'm like so excited. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So, like she said, I have my own podcast. It's called The Recovering Dramatic uh, Podcast. It's coming out every Tuesday, or, wow, Tuesday, on Thursdays. Um, On there, I kind of just bitch about dramatic things. Um, Funny enough, whenever I was growing up, my family always said that I was the dramatic one and that it it was going to be a bad thing. Ha! It's made my life that much better. Yes. I'm, like, thoroughly living my best life in all the dramaticness that it is. So, if you ever just want to hear someone bitch about bitch about things for 45 minutes, the Recovering Dramatic Podcast is for you. <laughs> it's so good. I highly recommend it. You can find it, what, on iTunes? What else? Yeah, on iTunes, Spotify. Um, I think you can find me on the radio, like, what is it? I don't know. Pretty much if you Google it, you can find it on whatever streaming site you need. Perfect. Yeah. So, if you don't mind, like I said, I'm just going to jump in. Yes, I'm oh, here right. for it. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the Seven Gates of Hell in Collinsville, Illinois. Um, and to cite my source, um, using Warm Soda Magazine, um, written by Alex Peters, Collinsville, Illinois, the city, is about 45 minutes from where I personally grew up in Illinois, um, but it's 10 minutes like down the road from where I went to undergrad at. Um, so... The seven gates of hell themselves, physically, they are a series of railroad trestles that run along Lebanon Road, which is insane because I literally lived off this road in college. Oh like, my I goodness. Walk, I could walk to these gates of hell. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So the gates were constructed in the late 1800s to be, they're like these short tunnels that help trains navigate through the woods or whatever, like through all these mining towns throughout Illinois. So Collinsville itself is super hilly. And so what they would do is just dig a tunnel through a hill and then build these trestles. And that was like how the train would get through, you know, they build a train track and that's how they get through the hill. Yeah. So now the trains don't don't run on these tracks any longer. Um, tr- just train knowledge. They came and built a lot of like streamlined trains throughout Southern Illinois. Um, so they no longer use these trestles. So that means that now they are extremely deteriorated. I've seen them before myself. Like they're covered in graffiti and they are surrounded by the creepiest, creepy collie, like give you like all the weird vibes woods. Oh. I think the settings themselves like the woods themselves are creepier than like the actual trestles are. Like if you saw one of these trestles, like one of these bridges in the middle of like Birmingham, you wouldn't like you'd be like, "Oh, okay, it's graffiti." But the fact that it's like they're off in the middle of nowhere surrounded by all of these like weeping willows. <laughs> like I'm oh gosh, like just thinking about it, I have Oh, creepy. <laughs> So the urban legend, like it dates back like eh, 40 years. Like my mom told me about this when I moved up to where I was going to go to school last. She was telling me about the seven gates of hell. So the urban legend that is that if you drive through each of the seven gates in order and then go through the final gate at exactly midnight, a portal from hell, like, well, from hell will open and hellhounds will come out. 
and chase you down, chase you down and drag you back to hell. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, thanks. Uh, it's also like if you go through the gates, like if you go through each one in reverse, like if you start with seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and then you go through one. The opposite will happen, and a tear in reality will happen, and you'll be able to look upon God. Wow. I wonder how all that got started. Yes, exactly. Like, my mom had my mom and, like, my everyone I know, like, if I tell them about the seven gates of hell and Collins, they're like, yeah, we know about this. I was like, what? I thought this was just somebody making something up. Okay, so wait. You, where is this at? What city? This is in Collinsville, Collinsville. Illinois. Okay, because my parents are from Illinois, and I kind of want to know how close this is to where they were from. Yeah, it's wild. It's about, like, northern – it's about St. Louis – like, I always say I'm from St. Louis because it's easier. Um, Yeah. It's about 45 minutes from downtown St. Louis into Illinois in the middle of the boondocks. Okay, yeah. So it's on, like, the opposite side of the state, kind of towards (laughs) – Missouri. My parents are from Houston, which is on the Indiana border. So it's about three hours. So they probably don't know about it. <laughs> they, I don't know. You never know. True. Like Illinois, really, it's just cornfields and ghost stories. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a ton of cornfields. Like I don't even think of when I think of Illinois, I don't even think forest. Like you're trying to. Uh, explain I think it's yeah. cornfields yeah like it would be like oh you're gonna tell me another children of the corn story thanks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's so creepy though so have you ever been there yes I have been personally um so I'm gonna go through each of the gates and tell like the story and then I have like my own story for one of them oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> so each gate like I said has its own like specific kind of creepy thing around it Gate one is pretty chill, um, probably because it's the one closest to town in Collinsville and it's really visible. Like there's still roads that drive through it. Um, like yeah. a main road that's used today is still like goes through this one, this one gate. Um, but it does have like a crap load of um, graffiti and like weird markings on it. But there's not really any like super weird stories around it just because, like I said, it's probably so because it's so visible. Gate two is where it gets a little bit more fun. So there's this story that a young African-American boy was chased down by KKK members, like through the wooded area by gate two. And it said, it's such a sad story that the KK member, like KKK members caught the little, caught the little boy and then hung him from the top of the gate. Oh no. Yeah. So like, that's already like traumatic enough. Another story on top of that is that a young man was hung by his friend because of a girl. Like, they got in a fight because they were both sleeping with the same girl, and one of the guys, like, hung his friend on the same gate. On the same gate. Oh, yes, my God. Yes, the boy was hung. Right? Ugh. So it's like, okay, one, like, the KKK story is like, ugh. And then you're like, oh, now there's, like, some bad blood, like, love. Like, love is one of those emotions that they say, like, really ties, you know, ghosts to an area. Yeah. So, bing, bang, boom, here's a ghost story. (laughs) So, it's said that if you drive through the gate around midnight, so if, like, you start, you can pretty much time these out. It takes, we've done it before, it takes about 45 minutes to go through all of the gates. So, if you start at 11 and kind of get out and hang out at each gate, you should make it to the last gate by midnight. So, it's Mm -hmm. said that if you drive through the gate as close to midnight as you can, you can see a body of a boy or, like, a young man swinging from the top of the gate. That's terrifying. Yes. And so when we did our little trip, because we were snot-nosed, know-it-all college students, um, when we did our trip, I could have swore I heard something on the top of the, like, um, kind of like, have you ever had a bird, like, shit on the roof of your car and you hear it? Or, like, when it's raining and you hear that, like, tapping noise? <laughs> yes, I know exactly I what you're talking swore about. I I heard that when we went through this gate, too. We were speeding through them. We weren't really trying to, like, 
do the whole like open the gates of hell. Um, but we were like kind of getting through them pretty quickly. And I was like, I could swear, guys. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like hyping myself up. I don't know. Oh, wow. But that's gate two. So gate two, chill, chill gate one, gate two, we're seeing some, you know, people hang. Gates three and four. These are the twin gates. Um, these are so super close to each other. Like you can pretty much see if you stand at the entrance of gate three, you can see the entrance to gate four. And this is where most of the crazy shit happens um, because they're so close. It's rumored that a lot of satanic rituals and animal sacrifices occur between the two gates. Oh, so God. to kind of like paint you a picture, it's like two gates and then a, like a little rock road. And there, every single time somebody goes through or anytime you see someone document that they are going through the seven gates of hell, which back when I was in college, it was, you know, Snapchat for days. So it was pretty much every other weekend that someone was documenting on Snapchat going through the seven gates. God. Every single time. I could have swore like I would see on them like they could they were finding bones like little like chicken because we like we know what chicken bones look like everybody's had wings but they could swear that they see these things or like I mean being from Illinois I'm not I've seen so many dead animals on the side of the road it would be like how is this like dead deer in the middle of this road that you can't get to Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it looked like somebody mowed down, like, hit this deer in the middle of the road. And you're like, how did it get here? There's no way people were driving this fast to mull down this deer. Yeah, it's <laughs> creepy. So I've seen, um, since I've been there, they have unfortunately, I don't know, for better or for worse, they have put two, like, Collins, the town of Collinsville has put two huge blocks of um like a bunch of rock piles and signs and everything to where you can no longer go through gate three and four so like they blocked them off yes so unfortunately as of you know today you can no longer go through the seven gates of hell and I was told that this happened like in late 2018 um when they put these roads up or the roadblocks up. And it's because one, there was a bunch like people would go out there being drunk or high and they would get in accidents. Yeah. Like not like my, like minor accidents. Um, but also because it was like the, like I said, the trestles are like falling down. So it's, you know, it's a safety hazard. So the town of Collinsville put up roadblocks. So unfortunately you can only way you can get to them now is if you walk like pretty much break the law, go past these no tr- no trespassing signs and get back there. But I actually know someone that just went, I would say, oh my gosh, it was the summer before. I, yeah, so the so late summer um, 2018, I know someone that went, broke the law um, and <laughs> went down and like in between the two gates and they had photos of like, there's this like, like satanic graffiti. There are like weird blankets and towels everywhere. Like someone did he like, go by himself? No, it was like a group okay. of potheads that decided like, oh, you know what? Let's have some fun tonight. <laughs> and, <laughs> that like, does like, not sound like fun. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you're already like, oh no, uh uh-uh. uh. I barely wanted it. I was stone cold sober when we went through it, and I about cried the entire time. I was like, no, thank you. But yeah, they it like honestly, from what I remember, it honestly looked like someone was having a powwow, like sitting on a bunch of blankets around the campfire, like it was like summer camp in the middle of these two gates. <sighs> so Wait. imagine what you will with that information. So they closed off t- to gates three and four. So obviously, this isn't a road that people live off of. No, not anymore. Okay. Yeah, so Lebanon Road, um, it has a lot of different um, turnoffs, but the main turnoff, you can still go through gate one and two, and then you can also get to gates six and seven, but five is a really, really out of the way, and if you're going to go to five, you might as well go to three and four and break the law. <laughs> yeah. So one of, like, like a couple of them are really easy to get to. Um, but yeah, these, unfortunately, these are the ones where like all of like the crazy story goes. 
Um, but, but I actually have my own personal story from whenever we went at three and four. Oh yeah. Yes. I'm so ready. So when we went, we did stop in between three and four and we just like got out of the car and like looked around a little bit. And like when you walk, like it just makes you feel sick instantly you feel you're you're filled with dread um it's a lot like whenever you guys were telling your um black eyed children stories Mm. like that like instant like you're you get out of the car and you're like I should not be here yeah just instantly like no I think I'm good and so of course it was like it was a car packed full of college kids you know and we're doing something creepy and funny but the weird thing is, is all of a sudden we all just get like really quiet and you can hear water running so if you stop in the middle there's like a little creek or like a quarry or whatever on both sides coming from gate three on your right side is like an overgrown dumping ground where like a lot of people like dump uh like trash and stuff like they're big mattresses and on the other side um it is kind of like littered with you know it's where those all those animal remains are it's just like kind of a more wooded area so we're standing next to the car and like we're ready to get ready to get on the move to the next gate and we hear a car coming and like the car sounded like it was like coming like towards gate four and moving like it sounded like it was already coming through gate three and we're like okay and it sounded like it's coming very fast so we jump in the car and we start going through gate four but we're going very slowly and we don't see any car, like any headlights behind us. Mm. And then when we pulled through gate four, I noticed a, this is so, I'm just thinking about it. We noticed a white trash bag laying next to the side of the road. And when we like got closer, it looked like animal remains. Oh God. And I'm just like, uh, Hopefully, like, because it's a dumping ground, and unfortunately, you know, people do dump bags of, like, small animals and, like, to get rid of them, unfortunately. And so I was like, I don't know if that's what happened here, but it's just, like, it's just so eerily consistent with, like, the legend. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. But, like, I felt watched the entire time we were out of the car. I Oh, you got out and everything. Yeah, we got out between three and four. Like, we literally got out. We're talking, talking. Like, you know, everybody's going, oh, stop being a little pussy and get out. Like, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And everybody's like, get out of the car, get out of the car. And then, like, we went silent. And all, like, all you could, like, it was just so silent. And we heard the car. And we were like, okay, time to get out in case, like, it's the police to leave. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, nah. So that's gates three and four. So gate five doesn't really have any big stories. Um, This is where we kind of like, we didn't actually go through gate five because it's so narrow that there's like, there's no way two cars could ever fit through this gate. And so um, there apparently has been like a couple, this is where people have a lot of accidents um, because it's so narrow that like, if you're being stupid, you could totally like scrape up against one of the side of the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we actually decided not to go through it because we were in, like, a big F-150 and, like, it had the big, like, mirrors and, like, I don't know. It was, like, one of those big yee-yee trucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. <laughs> where like, we live in Alabama. Yeah, exactly. And there was no way we were going to be able to, like, fit through it. So we didn't go through gate five. And that's probably the only reason why I haven't been drugged to hell yet. <laughs> so then okay. gate six is another little, it gets a little bit more fun again. So this is called, um, gate six is also kind of called acid bridge. And when you go online and you Google acid bridge or like seven gates of hell gate five, people are going to try to say that these are two different things. These are not two different things as someone that has seen it and been there and lived it acid bridge and gate six of the seven gates of hell are the same thing. Let's get that right. (laughs) So there's a story that back in the 70s, some kids decided to drop acid and drive through all of the gates. One version of the story says that the kids approached gate six, like gate six, 
and wrecked in front of the gate and their car exploded like in a big fiery crash. Oh God. Yes. The other version says that the kids got lost and this is how they ended up driving off the top of gate six and acid bridge. And then they died in an explosive crash. So whichever one you want to choose, either they ran into the, it ran into the gate or they drove off the gate. Still. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, is that um, people will say that if you're driving near the bridge. I'm sorry, I just lost my place in my notes. So the saying that it wants you if you stop. You will see a pair of headlights in the distance. And it'll come, come, like come toward you, come toward you, come toward you. And depending on which story you really believe more like if you're gonna if you believe more that they wrecked it's going to be that the car drives right by you and through the gate mm-hmm. but it's not like you would see headlights all of a sudden you think oh my gosh they're gonna run into this wall and then it's gone is there any when did you say the accident supposedly happened in the 1970s okay so there's not gonna be any like evidence left today of it no unfortunately yeah yeah, and, like, I tried uh, when I was trying to do some research. It's unfortunate that a lot of this is just hearsay, and I'm sure it's just a bunch of, like, parents telling their kids not to do acid <laughs> and, like, go out to these places. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, and so it's, it's so creepy. Whenever you drive by, this one is a little bit closer to, um, like, another main road. And so you see headlights quite – you can probably see headlights quite a bit. So it's almost like, uh – how much of this is just these people being high and drunk when they're out there and being like all freaked out and thinking that a headlight is going over the bridge and it looks like, oh my gosh, it's going, it's the ghost car. Ah. <laughs> I didn't even know cars could be ghosts. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, have you not watched Scooby-Doo? There's so many ghost cars. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, so gate six is where, you know, you can see the ghost headlights. Um, there was like a couple stories I saw on Reddit that these people decided to, um, they were driving near the bridge. They stopped before they got there. And while they were stopped, they saw a pair of headlights. And while they waited for the car to pass and like when the car passed, it, they just watched it go over the bridge and die like and vanish, like boom, gone. Oh my god. Like they watched a car come, 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 and then just like disappear when it drove off the bridge. So that was on Reddit. We know how we can how much we can trust Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then moving on to gate seven. So remember this is the gate that if you drive through it at exactly midnight, a portal the hell will open. But you, you have to go through all the other ones first. Yes, you have okay. to go through them all consecutively and then go through this one at exactly midnight. Um, something that's kind of funny. So this gate seven is really close to another city, um, called Troy. And the resource that I was using said, maybe it's like shade from Collinsville creating like the story of seven gates of hell to say that Troy is like hell. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause Troy is kind of like a trashier city. Um, sorry to anybody that's listening that lives in Troy, Illinois. I love you. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, it's like a trashier city. So it's like, I don't know. I was like, wow, this this writer is a comedian because that's funny. That's that's good. I mean, you never know. That could be like the whole yeah. story behind it. Because it's not a huge, like a super long backstory. Like my mom is 42 and she says like she's always heard these things. But when I asked my grandma about it, she was like, I mean, probably. I was like, okay, thanks, grandma. Probably. (laughs) But yeah, so it's interesting, though, because like I found a couple different YouTube videos of people doing these things, but none of them drove through at exactly midnight. I don't know any sane person who would do that. Like who would legit like, I mean, I don't know who is like sane enough to even like do the Bloody Mary thing. Like we always talk about like, oh, you go in the mirror and you say it three times. But I don't know who's who's insane enough to actually do it. Uh, not me. I so mean, he was insane I, enough to actually go through these things and like in the off chance that it's real. Yeah. And just go ahead. Who would who would want to be drugged to hell by hellhounds? That does not sound like a good time. 
Exactly. Hellhounds, the minute you said that, I was like, nope. I think I'm good, thanks. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, the backwards way, and, like, you can see, like, look upon God. But then again, like, it would probably be one of those things where you look upon God, and then you're dead. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, like, and then there's, like, you know, you have to drive backwards through it. But it's, like, do I literally have to reverse through each of these? Can I turn around and drive straight through the rest of it? Like, how specific do we need to be? So we yeah. know maybe no one has been, like, specific enough in these seven gates to actually open up, like, hell. Um, how, so do you know of anybody who has tried this? I mean, are there yeah, stories out there? Like, me and my friends did it one time in college. I know quite a few people that have driven through it. Um, <laughs> Collinsville actually holds a couple hayrides through the first two gates. Oh my God. Like they have like a, like that's their fall festival is going through the seven gates. It's going through the seven gates of hell. That's so weird. I know. And like, when I found that out, I was like, okay, then this must be like all just a, you know, a made up story. But they said like, no, we only do one and two. And then that makes sense. Cause now three and four is blocked off. Yeah. So Ooh. I know. Like, I really want to. Like, the now the next time, like, I go back home, I kind of want to do it. Okay, but are you going to go through at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Probably not. I might just go back to, like, go during, like, the bright day um, and, like, bring my Bible with me yeah. and, like, some holy water. <laughs> I think that gate, from what you have explain gate three and four would probably be the the most interesting to visit even if it was just those two yeah where I'm from there were a ton of rumors and still are even when my parents first moved there in the 80s of satanic um rituals taking place and I remember I went up with some friends onto this mountaintop it's called world's edge and um there was like a fire ring oh my god my cat's playing with my hair there was a fire ring and like dead goat and chicken carcasses yes I'm telling you Illinois you have nothing better to do than summon the devil it's so weird and uh I mean people you 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 think oh this doesn't happen but people really do this stuff whether it's like just to fuck around or yeah they really believe in it. It really does happen. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I just don't know how I haven't had, personally, like, a children of the corn, like, run in. Yeah. Fields and fields of it. Like, yeah. I remember when I first watched that movie, I could have swore it was filmed in my backyard. Let me tell you, I've never actually seen Children of the Corn. I've put it off, and I've put it off, because I just, I, I don't. I like being scared, but I don't like watching scary movies. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess I just need to watch it and just get there's it over a, with. There's a new Netflix movie. Um, it's about it's like something about the grass. What? Uh, it's some scary movie. It's kind of like Children of the Corn, but it's like all in like this big, huge grass field out in the middle of nowhere. I will find it and I will send it to you. It messed me up for days. Because it's okay. the children of the corn and getting lost. Because I have personally been lost in a cornfield. That sounds like my worst nightmare. It really is. Like, I mean, like, it was the stupid thing that you would get drunk and, like, uh, and then, like, run out into the cornfield and, like, we'd play hide and go seek. And I got lost one night and it was not a good time. Illinois is so creepy. Really just, is it's Illinois the Midwest? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. My dad was telling me their hometown in Hoopston, which I said is kind of on the Indiana border, there's this really long stretch of road, which is just all of Illinois, basically. Yeah, it really is just one. It's one highway and (laughs) little bitty dirt roads off that. He said that him and his buddies would go out there in like the 70s. That's Uh when he was a teenager. And if you were driving for long enough, you would all of a sudden start to see like a red lantern floating towards you. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll have to get, like, the whole story from him, because he said he did it with his friend one time, and he they actually did see it, so I'll have to get that story. Oh, my gosh. And then it's like, Dad, were you tripping on acid? <laughs> For real, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 70s. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
That was well, good. Yeah. That's the seven gates of hell. I loved that. I want to do some more research on it. I mean, not that you didn't give us like, oh, but yeah. I want to see the pictures. Oh my gosh. Like the very first, like the one, the, the warm soda ad the, that I should, that used pretty much like my background information when I had to like fill in the blanks, yeah. it has pictures and then you can literally go like YouTube it. And there are girls and like, there's one video like of these girls going through it. Um, but yeah, like it, it's creepy. It's so creepy. Just to, like, say, like, oh, uh, yeah, it's creepy during the day, let alone oh, yeah. at 11 o'clock at night. Any kind of weird hometown, like, quote-unquote urban legend like yeah. this is creepy. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's so far-fetched. It's still, if you can go to a physical location and hear, like, a creepy story surrounding it, it's, no. it's, it's no. Is- you're like, okay, thanks for that pit in my stomach. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So now when I tell you these stories about my undergrad, you're never going to want to visit there either. <laughs> okay, well, I, um, I'm super excited to hear them. Let's go. Okay. So I went to undergrad at McKendree University in Lebanon, Illinois, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from Collinsville. So a little background. McKendree University was founded in... 1814. It is the oldest college in Illinois. Wow. And it was founded as a seminary. And do not let me forget to mention that it was built on a small Indian burial ground. Oh, no. Exactly. That's never good. <laughs> so when the Civil War happened, uh, the seminary like opened up its doors as like a more formal college. And so then a whole bunch of families flocked to the area so that the men of the house could go to college. And the families all lived um, mostly in these two buildings, like two three-story buildings on campus and random houses, like like a rock's toss from the campus. Um, So there are like, there are so many documented and I'm sure undocumented, like straight up tragedies. That happened, like, at McKendree throughout the years. Suicides, death, accidents, fires, all of that. Mm. And these are, like, we know these things are happening. So, when I first decided that I was going to, like, go to McKendree and I was going to be a student there, and for, like, the first few weeks that I was there, I hadn't really heard about this, like, place being haunted. It wasn't until... um really like my very like I had my own personal encounter and then I like said something to someone about it and they're like Chloe this campus is on like one of the top 10 places in Illinois that's haunted it's on so many like ranked lists Mm. I was like excuse me (laughs) but apparently it's like it's a big huge cover-up by the president we've had the same president since 1994 and they tried to do like a big um marketing revamp and they've like refused to acknowledge their haunted like history Oh, my. Yes, because this this shit's wild. Okay. Uh, get into it, girl. Okay, so I have two stories. No, two, three. Yeah, I have two stories. So the first story is um, it was during the fall of my freshman year, and I worked at the alumni house. And something you need to know, like I said, McKendree doesn't have office buildings. Instead, they put their offices and, like, their departments up in these literal houses. Hmm. Hmm. So these are the same houses that the families of the students would live in, like Civil War time, um, almost all the way up until like the mid 1900s. They lived in these houses. So it's like my third or fourth week working at the alumni house. And they have me up in like pretty much the attic in the back of the house working in my office. And it's like September in the Midwest. And so it's still pretty warm. But I always wore a jacket at work. And my boss, like, came up to me one day and was, like, making fun of me for, like, wearing a jacket in the middle of September. And I told him, I was like, I have to wear a jacket because it's so freaking cold in my office. And then one of the other people that I work with in the house, they said, well, yeah, duh, you're in the nursery. I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What does that mean? No, thank you. Oh, my gosh. So they proceeded to tell me that my office long ago was the nursery for pretty much all the babies on campus to, like, chill while their parents were off getting their education on. Like, that's where they all, like, hung out. 
So the story is, is that a baby died of pneumonia in that nursery, which is sad enough, right? Like yeah. that's sad. But when the mother came up there, like came back to the nursery and found out that her baby was dead, she threw herself down the stairs and killed herself. Back. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, doesn't stop there. So the husband heard that both of his wife and child were dead. So then he hung himself in the nursery. Bruh. Yeah. So no shit, it's always cold. It's being haunted by the whole freaking Brady Bunch. Like, <laughs> no damn cold. It's 20 <laughs> degrees. It's 20 degrees colder in here than it is anywhere else. Why? Because it's being haunted. Mm. Yeah, so that was my first encounter, and then that's what opened up pretty much the insane asylum that is McKendree. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean, the nursery? I was uh, just like, oh, can I not work in this this uh, office anymore? They're like, nope, sorry, that's where all the uh, like first-year interns go. I would have been like, well, guess I'm not going to be an intern anymore. <laughs> like, I guess I don't really need this job then. Oh, my gosh. No. I, I'm not kidding. I am like, oh, my gosh. I have one of the meanest other guys that worked with me there. He was another freshman intern. He would play, like, nursery music and, like, walk by the door and, like, play pranks on me all the time. What an like, asshole. Shit. You got to stop. No. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah, no. No, thanks. Like, even whenever I go back to visit McKendry, because um, I haven't, I, did, I only worked there for the fall of my freshman year. And when I go back, I worked, like, I had a small job my senior year, um, kind of partnering with the alumni house, and I refused to go. And they were like, why won't you come to the alumni house? I'm like, no, we can have meetings um, in the cafe. Nah. I'm not, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, thanks. Um, we can have meetings somewhere else, or I'll phone in if you really need to have the meeting there. How long did you um, work at that nursery? The In the nursery, like, room, I was yeah. there the entire semester. Uh. So for about three months, I knew of this story, and I was just like, okay, um, I'm just going to block it out. I'm not going to think about it. And part of me was like, man, I should have, like, had the balls to, like, hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you. What up, my ghosts? My friends? But, no, I was, like, in pure denial. I was like, nope, this is not real. There's no did, way. Did you ever feel, you know, like, that sense of dread? Or did you ever feel uncomfortable? I would, I mean, like, I was uncomfortable because I was cold. Yeah. And, like, it was unreasonable. Like, I cannot describe. It's like whenever... It's cold outside, and then you finally come into your house where the heat's been on all day, but the opposite. Like, I would come in from 70-degree weather, and it would be a good, like, 40 degrees in this room. That sounds miserable. And everywhere else. And I was like, okay, but I, like, it would make sense, like, if I was in the basement. By the way, the basement of this house is freaking terrifying. And they would always try to make us go down there and pick, like, grab stuff. I'm like, no, I'm good. Was it just storage? Yeah, I'll be like, you can wait for the next shift. The next one can come get it. No, I would have but yeah, been like, well, I, I don't I need this job. It was cold. It would make sense if it was cold in the basement. But no, I was in the, like, in the, the top floor. And the sun would shine through the bay windows. Like, it's a beautiful, big Victorian house with huge bay windows. Oh, my God. And, like, when they told me that story, I literally looked up. And I'm like, I'm looking at the rafters right now where some man hung himself. And what, I'm sorry, when did you say that was? When the story happened? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. But it's funny because, like, the very first, like, whenever I Googled McKendry haunted, like, haunted McKendry, that's literally the first freaking link in the first story. I was like, oh, shit, it is. I'm like, I'm not dreaming this. I'm surprised there's no dates with it. No, it's so frustrating. But, like, it kind of makes sense, though, because this this place has been open since the 18th, since, you know, 1850. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. 1828. That's when we were founded. 1828. So, like, it makes sense that, like, there's no big dates. 
But yeah, like the very first thing I looked at was like, oh yeah, somebody like a lady or a kid died, and then a lady threw a thing, and then a man hung himself. I was like, cool. cool. I will. <laughs> I dealt with that every day for four months. Um, I love that story, but I hate that for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is how I'm going to start my college career off being haunted. <laughs> I was like, oh, my luck, I'll pull a poltergeist home with me. <laughs> No, but that'd I be horrible. One more story. Let's let's hear it, girl. Oh, this is a little this is a little less exciting than the other one, but it's still super freaking creepy. So, the second story comes from my sophomore year, um, and I had night classes in Clark. So Clark is one of those buildings that the families lived in during the Civil War. Um, it was one of those three like three-story buildings, and then they renovated them to classrooms. So people lived and died in these rooms, and now I'm trying to learn physics. That's so weird. Yes. Like, if you look up this, if you look up McKendree University, which I highly, like, encourage you to, it looks like the oldest. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, no shit, that's the oldest college in Illinois. It has not been updated since. How do you spell it? M-C-K-E-N. D-R-E-E, McKendree okay. University, and, like, the uh, built, all of the building, almost all of the original buildings were there, were, you know, were built in 1828 when they first opened, and they, they're, that's still what we go to class in. Wow. There's only two or three buildings, like, there's one educational building, and then, like, the library and the dorms are really the only thing that's new. Like, it's a very small campus, and it's these, very old. These are creepy-looking buildings. <laughs> right? Wow. Like, imagine, like, trying to walk home from the library at, like, 11 o'clock at night, and you're a scared little freshman. That was my life for four years. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, Clark, is, like I said, was one of those buildings that were renovated into classrooms. So, I'm sitting down for my very first session of my night class. Um, appropriately, it cracks me up. It's a history class. <laughs> so, of course, like, you know, like, the history teachers at McKendry are eclectic in their own right. But they love talking about McKendry's history as well. And, the, the like, the provost and our president hates that. They're like, don't tell them the scary stories. Oh, my gosh. Get over it. Yeah, like, uh, Halloween at McKendry is a freaking blast. Oh, it's I bet. Like we, that's whenever it's like no hold bar. We're talking about all the stupid stuff that's happened at McKendree. So um, I'm sitting down. Is it, is it a big school? No. I mean, like, I think I went to a, I think my graduating class was a thousand people. Okay. Yeah. So it's, is it, it like a, uh, yeah, it's a private university. Okay. Um, that I think that the most people we've ever had on campus, um, living on campus about 6,000 and then our total enrollment was like 10. Because a lot of people commute because it's such it's a, it's in a small town surrounded by quite a few small towns, so a lot of people commute there. Okay. But it's crazy enough. It's just so funny to me that um, McKendree University is on a bunch of top ten lists within the past like five years for academics and our sports teams. Like our uh, our bowling team is top in the nation for two years, and our cheerleading team was top in the nation for three. Wow. A very good. We have a very good um, record in sports, and we have a very good educational record. Our basketball coach is actually the most winningest coach in NCAA Division II. Oh no one goodness. has won more games than he has. Of course, he's, like, as old as father time. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how a lot of those liberal, um, like, private liberal arts colleges are. My brother went to Limestone, which is in Gaffney, South Carolina. Uh-huh. And it is so little. But, I mean, yeah. it's so well known for, like, football, uh, not football, lacrosse. It's, like, just the uh-huh. most random things. Yeah, it's, like, not, like, the big sports. So, like, down here, like, if you were, like, oh, we like bowling, roll tie would roll over you. But, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, it's so funny to me when I'm, like, yeah, I went to, like, my, my high school graduating class was 65 and my college graduating class was a, was 1,000 and I think, I think it was, like, 1,100. Wow. Like, that's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sitting down. I, I just got off track. 
It's okay. It's okay. So I'm sitting down in history class, and the first thing my professor tells us is to not stay in the building too late after class. So that's that's sus. That's so suspect. Uh. And, like, you know, of course, somebody's like, why? So the professor tells us that an old, like, a Civil War soldier is known to close and lock doors late at night. Like, just walking through the halls of Clark, slamming doors and locking them. Yeah. sounds terrifying. You're like, okay, that's too specific. But when you think about it, McKendry themselves had their own regiment in the Civil War. Because there were so many men flocking for education at one spot that they ended up getting drafted into the Civil War as their own regiment. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, we have a huge rock, right? It's, it's, there's a huge rock right next to the small, there's literally an Indian burial mound in the middle of campus. You and know. this saying, like, honoring the McKendry Regiment, 18, I think it's, like, 1860-something on it. And you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> so, like, you know, you're like, oh, Civil War soldier. But then if you think about it, what if the Civil War soldier's coming back to visit his family after he's dead? Boom. Creepy. Yeah. So wait, are the dorms creepy? The dorms, the dorms are a whole nother story. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about it because I haven't personally lived it, but apparently uh, two years before I got to McKendry, a girl killed herself in one of the, the newly made dorms. Um, This was like, I'm not kidding. They, they said this happened two years before I got there that a girl killed herself and then McKendry tried to cover it up, and so they literally just boarded up the door, like, the, boarded up the room with all of her shit still in it. No. So if you go, it's on the third floor in Baker. And so if you go, if you go into the storm, you go up to the third floor, and you walk all the way back, there literally looks like there should be another door, like, another door right there. Oh, my God. It's all, like, her, all her stuff is in there? Apparently. <laughs> No. And I was like, guys, there's no way this happened, like, two years before we got here. And they were like, how do you know? Like, McKendry covered it up. Wow. Oh, uh, oh, shit. I'm yeah, glad you told me that. The dorms themselves, like, have, like, there's so many wild stories of, like, people seeing stuff. Um, I remember the dorms that I lived in my freshman year and then everything else I lived off campus. But my freshman year... I lived um, in the suites, which were set off of the campus a little bit more. And I remember people saying that um, in the floor below me that they would wake up and swear there was someone in their room. And I was like, well, it could be someone breaking in. You never know. (laughs) But yeah, like the guys, and they were guys. And these were like big macho football guys. And they would tell us all the time, like, no cap, there is somebody in our room. And we'd be like, okay, it'd be different if, like, girls were saying this, but you guys are, like, big, burly men, and you're kind of freaked out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm freaked out. Yeah. I'm not kidding. McKendry is freaking wild. That is crazy. I kind of want to go see now for myself. Like, it's funny that, like, you walk around now, and if you didn't know all the shit that went down, you wouldn't, like, there's nothing. There, like, you would not hear a single peep. Because, like I said, McKendry's president, he did, like, they revamped the marketing. And, you know, for good, because McKendry's enrollment is way up, way through the roof. They have all these awards, all this donor money coming in, you know. Yeah. And you never know, that might not be happening if they were rumored to be, like, super haunted. Yeah. Like, that might just, like, taint a reputation. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, this Civil War dude. So, yeah, my professor tells me about, you know, the Civil War soldier that slams doors and locks them. Um, So it was sometime it was it's so it's so coincidental. It was like during the time that we were talking about the Civil War and we were staying after class just a little bit. So our class would end about 738. And we were hanging out after class um, in, like, the, the bottom floors, like, lounge area. And, like, trading notes, pretending like we are going to study. No, we're just screwing around. Um, so it's, like, 
it's late at night, so I really want to say it was like 10.30. Um, we're just screwing around, and we're just pretty much being loud as shit. Laughing yeah. and yelling and just like hooping and hollering, all that. And then suddenly, right above us, there's a big slam. Like, it sounded like someone dropped a bowling ball. Oh, no. And, you know, like, oh, my God. Like, they're old buildings. They were literally made in the early 1800s. So, creeping and cracking, you're used to that. And, like, that's normal. But this literally sounded like like books fell off a desk. So, we were like, okay, it was probably just one of the professors in their office. Because the floor above it was all offices. Like, it's probably just a professor in their office. No big deal. So we get back to, like, whatever we're doing, getting loud again, and then, like, another 15 minutes or so go by, and then a big slam. Mm. I could have swore it sounded like a door closing. I was like, I swear to God. (laughs) I'm about to get shot by a Civil War soldier. So me personally, I got my ass out of there ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not having this. Uh-uh. I've already almost got haunted my freshman year. I'm not trying to get haunted again. Um, but one of the girls that stayed, um, it was her and a guy. So who knows what they were doing? Um, <laughs> but they stayed. Um, and she she swears to this day. Um, I saw her at the reunion, like the homecoming reunion this past year. And she still swears to this day that she heard, like, five doors slam all within, like, three minutes and, like, some guy in a uniform out of the corner of her eye. Oh, no. There's it. And I, like, I when I saw her at um, at homecoming, she was drunk because, like, duh, that's what we do. And I was like, hey, you remember that time that we, like, got haunted? And she was like, girl, that was so real. Oh, I'm like, I still don't. Like, obviously, you're still sticking to the story, like, four years later. I'm so freaked out. Yeah, I, um, I would not be taking night classes. (laughs) I know. Yeah, like, after that, I literally would only take a night class if it was in the brand new building that was built, like, in the, like, the 90s. I was like, I'm only going to take classes there. This is too new for things to happen. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I just tried to Google. I mean, not like it's going to show up, because I'm sure the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, the committee the, like, board or whatever is not going to. But I tried to Google the, like, Baker Hall suicide and literally nothing. Not a single damn thing, right? No, but they have, there was, like, a recent death, I guess, in January of last year. Yeah, a couple, like, uh, unfortunately, so I don't want to speak ill of the dead um, because it just recently happened, and I actually knew the kid. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, it's actually, he was a freshman when I was a senior, a junior, a senior. Um, but there's some people saying that this kid that committed suicide, um, that he had been seeing things, like, seeing things, and, like, he was talking, like, he was rumored to be talking to people, like, talking to himself a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you and know, they, they always say that, like, I mean, I don't know if it was mental illness or if it was, like... Yeah possession or whatever I don't even fucking know but they always say that schizophrenia shows Mm. in men like 18 to 22 oh that's what it starts to show wow yeah yeah I mean like there's like there's literally not been a there's not been anything out really about it just because it literally happened at homecoming when I was home last yeah like it happened that like the Saturday I was home um back in October that's so sad. I hate that. I mean, suicide is sad no matter what. But yeah, and then I was like, then a whole bunch of rumors started coming out about it being, like, spooky shit. And I'm like, okay, stop. Yeah. No. I was like, I don't want to, like, say, like, I don't want to talk about it a whole bunch because it makes me feel, like, oh, sad if it's not true. You know, like, when you talk about things and, like, you're removed from it, you don't feel as bad. But, like, I yeah. knew it. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it really, like, part of me is, like, believes it 100%. Oh, yeah, like, I would, too. I mean, I'm I'm more prone to believe, like, something else was involved or something yeah. else happened. That's just my personality. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. it's 
just weird There's stuff. Another story. I don't know if you're seeing it in your, um, like in your research, but another kid, um, froze to death last winter at McKenzie. I did, I did see that. They yeah. said it was like he died of hypothermia, but then there was an article like the next month that said that foul play might be involved. Yes. What? Wild shit. They still have. There's still no fucking word about it. And that was a year ago. Yes, not a single damn thing. Apparently, I'm pretty sure he was a foreign... No, he wasn't a foreign exchange student. I don't remember. Was he a foreign exchange student? It but looked yeah, like he was but, an athlete. Yes, so that's all. McKendry is nothing but athletes. But he apparently got drunk and, like, left a party to walk home, which a lot of people do because everything's so close there. Um, but apparently he wandered out, fell asleep, and, like, nobody went and, like, picked him up but like people drove by him like there's stories of like people that I know drove by him and like didn't go get him and he froze to death gosh it just makes me like want to shake it makes me children my future kids to leave yes that's so scary and I, I mean I don't know so I'm 29 now and I can't tell you what my 19 year old mind would have thought if I saw somebody on the road like I can't say oh I definitely would have stopped and helped them I don't know no yeah the the house that he was found in front of was one of our good friends's um house and he's a resident assistant so he's like an RA yeah you know so he's in charge of keeping like people safe and he was found in front of his house and the crazy thing is is that his girlfriend came home like to his place about midnight and this kid supposedly was out there at midnight. So she, like, walked right by him. Oh, my. Does it really get that cold? He could die of hypothermia? Oh, yes. Wow. Like, it's that. I mean, but if you think about it, these kids are probably, like, I mean, whenever I went out, I was not wearing a jacket. I was not messing up the outfit. True. You know? Like, I I was bold and brazen. I was not about to wear a jacket over my hoe outfit. (laughs) True. So, you know... That's so sad. I hate that. Like, it's, like, so much crazy, like, so much crazy stuff has happened at McKendree, and now crazy shit's happening again, and I'm just, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think it would be really cool to do a whole episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry about that. Hold on. Hi, puppies. (laughs) Babe. Oh, Oh my god, I'm gonna have to cut all that out. Um, I think it would be really cool to do a whole episode on like colleges and like yes. have weird haunted stories. You know what? I'm gonna put that in our list to do. Or because... even honestly, conspiracy like cover ups. Oh my god, yes. yes. There are so many, and like I hate to say it because I'm part of Greek life, but Greek life cover ups are freaking real. Okay, so just oh, on TikTok. And you need to, like, shout your TikTok out because you're oh so funny. Oh, my God. I'm upset. Every time you guys talk about TikTok, I freaking <laughs> die because I'm, like, I feel the same way. Like, I'm only 24 and I feel old as shit. Right? Some of these kids on there are so cringy. And it's, like, I cannot imagine as a 15-year-old humping the camera Ugh. knowing no, that your friends me. at school are going to see that. No, what makes me, like, really excited, though, is, like, by the time these Gen Zers are, like, going to be getting like their big kid jobs I will probably be the hiring boss yeah and I am that's the first damn thing I'm gonna do is pull up their TikTok and show it to the entire hiring board oh my god I love it work with they (laughs) come to the camera and grace the rub their thumb on their chin and like did the little thing Uh uh-uh we're not hiring him it's so awkward like every time I watch it and I mean don't get me wrong some of the some of them are pretty attractive but like as soon as they start to do that I'm like thinking to myself okay they're alone in their room in front of a camera it's just weird I am ready I'm waiting for the moment that I'm watching one of these TikToks and like the what is it like the Trebek guy or like the people that used to to catch a predator bust my front door and I'm like, oh, shit. For real. Like, I'm sorry for watching the 17-year-old hump the camera. My bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't know he was 17. I thought he was 20. 
it's like whenever the uh, the Magic Mike movie got real big and all of the guys were doing like the thing where you would like jump up and like roll down to the floor really slowly and like kind of like hump the oh, floor yeah. a little bit. You remember that? Yes. It's like we at that's whenever we were like, oh yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And now we're we're so far removed from the youth that we're like, I'm a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I I really okay so my birthday was actually yesterday and I really feel like when I'm not with people that are younger than me I feel so young and I'm like hell yeah I have TikTok um I'm hip I'm cool and then I get around people who are under the age of 25 and I'm like yeah nope I'm not as cool as I thought I was <laughs> oh my gosh yes see like my boyfriend I'm 24 my boyfriend's 30 and yeah. most of the time, you would n- I would never even think that he's even older than me, or I, like I get confused that I'm only 24. Yeah. And then like we'll talk about Instagram or like Facebook or like TikTok's a thing. I like I'll send him a TikTok and he's like, "How do I open this?" <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, "Oh no." Which is that same way. He's only four years older than me, so he's about to be 33, but he has no social media, like nothing. You cannot even find him if you Google him. If I didn't force him, I tell him to have it just so I can tag him in things. I love it. That is love right there. (laughs) And he's like, it's so funny because when we, like within like the first couple of dates that we had, he was like, oh shit, you're one of those blogger girls, aren't you? Oh, Yeah. (laughs) yep that's me like yeah one of those girls like I'm 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 I have a healthy obsession with social media I personally love social media for all the good things that it is and I love TikTok for all of the you know people are freaking funny like these kids are hilarious well and there's so much there's actually like helpful things on there like the coupon people yes the coupon people and then uh, so I found this food guy on there, and now I follow him on YouTube, and I've made a few of his recipes. So I love social media, but my yeah. background is marketing, and so I feel yeah. like I have to love social media, and I don't know. Anyway, I love it. Um, so I, hold on. Let me see what time we're at because, I mean, we've been talking for a while. Oh okay, God. an hour and five minutes. Um, I don't know. I'm super excited about. So we're going to uh, record with Chloe this Friday. And do you want to kind of like give a sneak peek about what it's going to be about? Yes. Uh, so we're going to be recording this Friday, like you said, for the my podcast, the Recovering Dramatic Podcast. And so it'll air not this coming Thursday, but the next. So okay. whatever date that is, I cannot. I have nothing in front of me with a calendar. <laughs> um, so it'd be airing then. And pretty much what we're going to do uh, is just talk about like, you guys are going to hopefully share, you know, some your most dramatic story. I know that Ariana will have some good ones because she is dramatic, but I am just not that you, dramatic. So so I'm going to have to, I'm like, going to have to dig. Sometimes you like, it's always like whenever you get over dramatic about something or like just something happened, you know, just like a dramatic story. You'd be surprised how many you would actually have. I do remember one time I threw a remote at Rich's head when we were fighting. Does that count? <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I was never an emotional um, boyfriend fighter. Um, I'm. See, I'm not like an emo. I'm not like a dramatic person. As in, um, I like fight with people or I like get really emotional. Instead, I'm more of a dramatic person. Is in like. Every moment of my life, I'm thinking of how can I make this moment bigger and better? Like, how can I be the most flamboyant person in this room? That is you, and I love it. Yes, is it not? It is. If I have the opportunity to wear feathers, I'm wearing feathers. If I have the opportunity to be standing up on a table, I'm up on that table. But that's what makes you you, and that's, like, one of the best things about you. So it's it's the best. When I was growing up, everybody was like, you're just, like, you're so loud and so, like, you're too much is what they would always tell me. And I'm like, ugh. But you know that Vine or the the um, TikTok where it's like, oh, you doing too much. Like, no, you ain't doing enough. Yeah, yeah. In a nutshell, that's me in a TikTok. 
I love it. I'm very excited. I know Ariana is. I know she's got, like, she's she was so excited when I said she needed to have a story about her being dramatic. And she's like, uh, yeah. how many can I share? Exactly. No, she can tell as many as she damn well pleases. And then we're also going to play dramatic or power move. Um, where I'm going to give you guys some, like, instances, and you're going to pretty much, like, talk about, like, is this thing, like, what can you do? Is it dramatic? Or is that a total power move? I'm excited. Yes, I'm super excited. You guys are going to be my very first guests. Yay! Um, it's such an honor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're breaking my virginity. <laughs> Big deal. I know. Um, we're going to be connected forever. Do you want <laughs> to kind of plug your social media real quick? And then... Um, no, I do. Okay. Go um, ahead. So you can follow me personally, uh, Chloe.T-C-H-L-O-E.T-H-I-E-S. You can follow, that's on Instagram. You can follow my podcast at the Recovering Dramatic Podcast. Um, that's on Facebook and on Instagram. You can go to our website, www.therecoveringdramaticpodcast. We just recently, um, big things are happening. We're announcing a bunch of things. So get on there. Follow us before this week. I always say us. It's just me. It's you uh, and your other personalities. Yes. Honestly, yeah. my five other personalities yeah. um, are all together. We are all the recovering dramatic. <laughs> we are. I, like, I really promise, like, I'm trying to recover from all. It's not much as, like, I'm trying to be, like, a recovering dramatic to where I'm stopped being dramatic. It's not. I didn't. I need to recover from all the stupid shit I've done. Yeah. That's just called growing up. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm in that good um, stage in my mid-20s where I'm like, who am I again? Yeah. All right, girl. Super excited. I am, too. Thank you for coming on. And we will talk on Friday. So excited. Thank you, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.